this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasures. Oh yeah, we got the lights going today because we're back! The gruesome twosome is back! We're back. I didn't go anywhere, but... Yes. Oh, wait, yeah. Jesse's been here. I've been here. I'm back. I meant we're back as a team. Together as a unit, we're back. Yes. 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 Welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures, young and old, fans of new and old. I really screwed the pooch yeah, on that you one. You nailed it. That was good. Anyways, that was I, good. be me, supportive give of your host. Give me a host. break. I've been, I've been gone two weeks. I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me, as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes, we are back. I'm very excited. I was working for a couple weeks, which was a nice change of pace. Congratulations. <laughs> My daughter even... Because I, I, we shot for two weeks, and my daughter, like, every day, she's like, you're going to work again? <laughs> it's like, that's the life of a actor dad, where your daughter is confused when you have a job. Being work-shamed by your toddler. <laughs> you're going to work again? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> they want you there? Uh, they don't usually ask for you to go. <laughs> you audition a lot, but you don't work a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, we're back. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited that we've had this requested several times. Loaded Weapon 1, mm-hmm. which I love that it's called Loaded Weapon 1. Full disclosure, I've never seen this movie. I'd seen Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part 2, which was the sequel. Part 2. Uh-huh. Uh, Airplane, Naked Gun, all those movies. And I remember when I used to work at the video store, Video Time in Akron, Ohio. Shout out. We had the VHS boxes and then a tag you would have to take to the back room to give them the VHS tape so they couldn't just steal it. And I remember the box of Loaded Weapon vividly ever since I was a kid and always being like, I'll bet that's funny, and then never watching it. Yeah. And I'm glad that I've rectified that. You wanted to save it for a special time in your life. I wanted to save it for 38 years into my life (laughs) on a Monday night. (laughs) But uh, I will say that I love... The few things I love about uh, uh, about the spoofs of this time period is they do the dumbest stuff imaginable, but play it, for the most part, very deadpan and dry, mm. which is what works really well for me, as opposed to spoofs nowadays. Not the Wayans Brothers, but there was like this string of spoofs after the Wayans Brothers, like date movie, epic movie, blah, blah, blah movie, where they just cram in a bunch of shit and people are like, Hoy! and if you're already in an absurd situation and you're going, Hoy! I'm just going to keep doing that randomly. <laughs> then it's I was not... trying to play a deadpan. Did you see the, me? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did a great job. Uh-huh. Then it's not funny, but the fact that super dumb shit is happening in this movie, 
but they're playing it straight, especially a lot of Emilio Estevez's jokes are really ridiculous, and he nails it. I would say one in every three jokes is hilarious to me. And then and then like two of them may fall flat or get a chuckle, but the ones that are hilarious make the movie worthwhile for me. Yeah. What what's your take on this, buddy? You know, um I liked it. Yeah. I thought Oh, I didn't love it. I'm not like over yeah, the moon for it. I'm trying to like reconcile exactly how I'm feeling cuz I there were a couple of moments where I laughed out loud, but for the most part I was just like that's a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like I could see that. I, w- I was just like identifying like here comes and like once we got about a third of the way through and they started really leaning on pun jokes. Yeah. I was like, oh, the first 20 brutal. minutes to me was the most was the funniest. Yeah. And it wears a little thin, but I still found enough to I would say that if I saw this movie in the 90s when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would love it. Like sure. it, this would be my jam. I still thoroughly enjoyed it for the 80 minutes of its existence. Yeah, it was it was really short, which worked to its benefit. <laughs> but I felt like it could have been shorter. There so what what I what I appreciated about it and the parts that I really yeah. enjoyed the most were like the visual stuff that you thought they had dropped and then just like came back in the periphery. Yeah. Um so an example like, me, of that yeah, yeah, yeah. would be like uh like the dandruff thing <laughs> and when he would and then he like came back and was like massaging his head. not not the initial joke of like uh what's going on here and then yeah. the description of having dandruff but once that's established him coming back and like not really referring to it at all but just like so going funny. at it um so stuff like that versus um versus like the entire introduction to john lovitz where there's just like miscommunication i thought those were hilarious we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I, w- I was just like, it what, was, it was every single line. We, it, it was like goes, pulling teeth. Why was she, she going to meet you here? Because I live here. Why you? Because the other guy couldn't afford the rent. Right. <laughs> that was hilarious. Was, oh, man. Oh, I love that beat. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, and then... Uh, and, I don't have a specific example, but I've I've said puns a couple of times. Just like um, how, like the, just to I guess stay on that scene for a moment when we we get the reveal of like him laundering money and just like money going in the washing machine was a really long <laughs> for me. I uh, still love that. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, that's like I I get it. I get that it's funny. And you know William what I mean, Shatner. Like, was a great villain. He's so ridiculous in this movie. Yeah, I will say that I love uh, um, Tim. Oh my god, Why Tim Curry. I, Tim Curry. Oh my yeah. god, I literally just like I saw his name fly away, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't have my glasses on. I can't read your name. Come back, mm. Tim Curry. I think he had funny moments, but I think he was really hitting the gas on it sure. to the point where, like, if he just pulled back a little, it was almost like he was. This is going to sound ridiculous. It was almost like he was too big. Yeah. For the movie. Yeah. Because like I said, every other character is playing it really dry. And then he's very like, I'm Tim Curry and I'm doing a pseudo accent. 
accent, you yeah. know, and it just doesn't. His character's already bonkers, he, and and I know Tim Curry's fantastic too, and capable of being more subtle. Can, can I tell you that I I have a bias against Tim Curry? I like since a very oh yeah because it no because of Home Alone two. Oh, <laughs> he was the hotel clerk, yeah. like the the quasi evil hotel clerk. Yeah. In Home Alone 2. Yeah. And ever since then, I'd be like, you know what? I hate Tim Curry. What a dick. I can't, I can't handle it. And uh, yeah. I, I feel the I same way about Donald Trump. It's say. all because of sure. Home Alone 2. It's yeah. solely because of Home Alone 2 that I dislike Donald Trump. Yep. Uh-huh. And about a thousand other things. Sure. But like specifically. <laughs> but it started there. <laughs> the, the other stuff more generally, but specifically Home Alone 2. Uh, w- one of the other like very funny like just sight gags yeah. that I really appreciated. Um, and I like set the movie off on a on a really good foot and I was prepared to really love it was Emilio Estevez uh, has like a trailer on the beach. Yeah. Which is stereotypical or whatever. I mean, and then he opens the door to the trailer and walks in and it's like a palace. It's like a Doctor Who TARDIS where like it opens up and it's just like infinitely large. Yeah. Did yeah. I get too deep cut nerd with you Not there? Not at all. Because you totally drive by it. You, you gave me this look when I said that like Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I, <laughs> Move on from this. I hope that I'm I'm saying yes to something that's appropriate. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then and then when Kathy Ireland comes by and she's like, it's much bigger in here than I thought it was gonna be. And he's like, Yeah, I use I use light colors, really opens it up. So funny. <laughs> it's like very funny. Um so let's get this started. Let's do the should we even do the plot in under three minutes? I'm gonna have a really hard time with this. I'm just gonna say it sure. off the bat, but I, we can try. We can try. Let's yeah. try the plot in under three minutes, although I mean this movie doesn't it has one ish i mean they they all have wants that they're striving (laughs) towards let's do it ryan starting in three (laughs) two one okay we start off with this uh massive ridiculous shootout in a convenience store where he wrecks emilio estevez wrecks the entire place and the owners are pissed off and then we establish uh, uh whoopi goldberg has a microfilm that exposes the that they're trying to sell cocaine in Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. Tim Curry shows up and shoots her like eight times and keeps asking her different location, uh, different directions. That scene was hilarious. And then um, uh, Sam Jackson's introduced. Uh, they said you have to be partnered up with Emilio. I said, Colt is his name, uh-huh. and we find out that he's he his partner died. Uh, but Colt's partner is actually a dog. Then they go to try and find out their first witness, which is John Lovitz. But they go to like three different crime scenes first on accident within the building. Yep. Then they find John Lovitz. He gets killed. And then, uh, so we before all that, Dennis yeah. Leary. Oh is yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's that uh, thing. There's that whole thing I completely yeah, forgot. Yeah, it's, it's it's super not important. Dennis Leary is like, uh, Mer- yeah. kind of a kingpin, I guess. And then he's killed by the big Denise boss. Richards is one of the Denise Richards is an extra, I guess, <laughs> I in this guess. movie. Maybe this was her first movie. I don't know. But she also gets killed, yeah. I think. Um, and so they they like are investigating that. And they're like, I, I suspect this isn't a suicide. <laughs> that was my favorite. Like, that recurring joke. Yeah. Of, I think this wasn't a suicide. I'm, I'm pretty sure this wasn't a suicide. <laughs> uh, and we get the dandruff guy. And then he has athlete's foot as yeah, well. Yeah. The burning and cracking. And then, uh, and then from there, they... 
they bring in the woman from the Girl Scout cookie company. Yeah. Who's nerdy at first till she lets her hair down. Then she becomes Kathy Ireland. Yep. Then they do a basic instinct spoof that goes on for way too long, but then pays off with a hilarious, gratuitous beaver <laughs> shot. Sure. Which literally yeah. it's a beaver puppet. Um, and then. And then she has second thoughts, right? Yeah. She goes and she's like, I She actually, falls for Emilio Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so she goes to Emilio Estevez's house and they lights a bunch of candles, lights a bunch of candles because she couldn't find the switch. And then they so have funny. sex. No, they don't. They actually just lay and smoke cigarettes. Oh, in bed, they say I thought later. it was implying that no, they, it they, took 30 seconds. Because later on they say, hey, next time, do you want to do something more than just lay in bed and smoke cigarettes? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I love so that. the helicopter comes by and is like shooting a trailer up. It turns out to be Bruce Willis's Bruce trailer, Willis's John McClane. And he's like, uh, no, you're the one you're looking for is down there. And then. They run out of the trailer, and there's a cross-dressing joke. Uh-huh. So they go back, and they swap, and then they kiss, and then... And then they blow up the place. Or the tra- Do they blow up the helicopter? Nope. Uh-huh. I don't know. And then there's a big showdown at the Girl Scout Cookie Factory where they... they- John Lovitz gets killed eight times. Yep. And, and Samuel and, L. Jackson, who's a rules follower, shows up and stops following the rules. And he shoots uh, William Shatner, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the movie ends with them driving off with uh, the dog Two. and Kathy One. Ireland in the yep. back. And John mm-hmm. Lovitz. <laughs> we really petered out towards the end. Our energy was like... Because <laughs> this movie isn't about... It's not plot. about anything. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's about saxophone riffs, sure. which I was amazed how much of this soundtrack sounds just like uh, Lethal Weapon score. Yeah. Like, it's just like a lot of the moody, sexy saxophones, like, you know, not Bleecker Street, but, right. you know. Yeah. Were, was that an alto? Were you playing an alto? There? Yeah, I was. Okay. I was, you know, because that's, that's like the highest my voice can go. Yeah. I get you know. it. I get the, it. But already this scene starts off. In fact, like, can we just play that, that clip that I sent you, uh, Ryan, the opening shootout scene? And start it on uh, 50 seconds in. I'll set it up first. The first visual gag to me that was hilarious is when he gets out of the car and he uh, steps on one cigarette, then a cigar, and then a pipe. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. Yeah. And then this shootout is fantastic. It's like all the myriad of weapons they bring out. Let's just let this play. It's like a minute long or something. We'll cut it off at some point. Yes, sir. Do you have any of these in taupe? <laughs> <laughs> so they we've got a translator there. They, we have two yeah. uh, two counter guys and a translator. He said, wait, did he say no taupe beef jerky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here's the second sight gag is Emilio Estevez standing in all these postcards that fell out of the magazine. This is very funny. And every time he pulls out this handgun, it goes like yeah. a shotgun. Uh-huh. <laughs> And now we have, for those of you listening, we have night vision goggles, or so we think, and then it's revealed to be uh, <laughs> paper towels, paper. the paper rolls. I think two two ply. Yeah, you know you can. <laughs> he shoots the bad guy shooting these cans, and it happens they all shoot out where uh, it looks like the brawny man on the cover of it's peeing. Yeah, so it they're just at this point intentionally destroying products. It sure seems. So. I think they're just yeah <laughs> shooting side by two, side. Two opposing guys shooting side by side. You know, lots of psych- <laughs> And then the, the translator has a flamethrower, <laughs> makes popcorn. They got a bazooka, a Tommy gun. So a lot of weapons show up out of nowhere. <laughs> and then they go flying out of the mini mart. <laughs> this will lead into... But they do the amazing uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, thing where they show the same sequence from eight different angles. Okay, yeah. I'll shut up now. Here we go. I know what you're thinking, punk. 
You're thinking, did he fire 173 times <laughs> or 174? Well, do you feel lucky, punk? All right, that's it. Oh, God, I love it. So from this is like 10, five minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. Yeah. And <clears throat> it, it, it dips for sure from that epic opening. Sure. But man, does that opening set up everything you're going to get? Like, because yes. the, the, every other joke is hilarious in that beginning. Like the thing with stepping off of a pile of of subscription cards from the magazine is hysterical. Yeah. And then like the. The, the the joke on how many times people don't reload in, in action movies. Like, how you see them just like... It's like, I think that only had 15 bullets in it. I don't know guns, but I'm sure it doesn't have 173. Certainly not. So good. That I can't imagine. Opening. Well, and even just, like, circle back to the postcard thing. Uh, <clears throat> when he's looking through the magazine, they just, like, keep falling out. Which is a funny enough joke. And then when we cut back to yeah. him, he's just standing in a... In a a small hill it's so good. of them. Oh, I love that shit. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, so then we go and we see Whoopi Goldberg from yes. there mm-hmm. and she has a wig on top of her hair, yep. which is massive. Yep. Um, we find out they're going to put cocaine in Girl Scout cookies. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's never clear to me if people, if then they melt it back down or something to sniff or if they eat the cocaine. I don't know the physics of cocaine on your body. Can you eat it, or do you have to snort it? Uh, well, I think you can eat it. I'm sure you I think it's... Uh, you only need a very small amount. I'm, I'm, I've never eaten I've never, cocaine. I've never eaten or done it. I've, been, I've, I've walked in a bathroom when somebody's like, Hey, man, you want some? And I'm like, oh, I'm good, man. I'm Absolutely good. not. I, I don't. Th- thank you for your hospitality. Do you... Follow-up question. Do you have any cookies? <laughs> Do you have any cookies without cocaine? Right. Sans cocaine. No, I only have cocaine and cookies with cocaine. Well, then never mind. Never mind. This is, uh, it's been a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> but the, then the sequence where he shoots her and she's like, oh, and then he's like, wait, which which street? This one or the... And, and then she's like, that one. And then he shoots her again and just... I find stuff like that. It reminds me of the Robin Hood Men in Tights when he mm. when Alan Rickman takes forever to no, not Alan Rickman. Alan, Alan Rickman's in Prince of Thieves in the actual one. Yeah. I forget who's the bad yeah. guy in, in in Men in Tights, but uh, like that whole joke of uh, 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 like I love those kind of ridiculous deadpan moments. Yeah, I mean, and they also play on the idea of like because uh, I think how it starts is he's like. Uh, give me a name and she says at like i don't know williams yeah. or something and he shoots her and he's like oh <laughs> damn i know a few williamses <laughs> so he turns back and he gets more specific yeah and he just keeps getting more specific but it's very funny like that's that's uh a trope that is everywhere of just getting like the the smallest amount of information yep. and being able to proceed from there but no you probably need to like write some stuff down yeah i would assume yeah, and I think that that's a really funny spoof on action movies where it's like, his name's Guado, man. His name's Guado. All right, moving on. Yeah. We got everything we need from Perfect. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, then Sam Jackson um, shows up, finds her dead, and there's another side gag that I laughed out loud, even though it's super dumb, where he goes through and there's no police tape, and then he walks back through and it's been littered with... Right. Because <laughs> you see that once he goes in the room, you see him, like, start to tape it off. <laughs> so and then he has a conversation, turns around, and just, like, 
slams into this it's wall. It's that kind of stuff tape. that I don't care. I don't care if it's lowbrow or dumb. I think, I think it's hilarious. I think that stuff is hilarious. Yeah. I don't think that's where this movie fell short. Yeah. I think all of that stuff is really, really solid. Yeah, that scene. Oh, God. And then so they go and they do like a Hannibal Lecter spoof where I think it's F. Uh, Murray Abraham, I mm-hmm. think, is the actor yeah. who I'll never forget. I have a bias towards him. Oh, tell me because why. Because I saw, we were shown in music class in grade school, Amadeus, okay. the movie, uh-huh. and he plays uh, Soliardi, I think, is the be- is the guy who basically helped Mozart accidentally kill himself or something like that, like uh-huh. go nuts and like starved him and stuff. So he's like a dark character. And I remember out of like fourth or fifth grade watching this movie and being creeped out by this dude. And so every time I see him since then... I always think he's the bad guy, and then ironically, in Last Action Hero, uh, the little boy goes, no, you can't trust him, he killed Mozart! And I'm like, yeah! Oh, wow. <laughs> they reference it. How about so that? So even that movie was, scar- you know, it was even bringing it up again. Yeah, well, so, so it, I mean, he fit right in, playing yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, exactly, and they bring one. up the quid pro quo uh, sound clip that I pulled, number two, and I just thought it was appropriate with everything going on. Sure. <laughs> it means I'm pretentious. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Oh, God. We could go further with that, but it's okay. Uh, and then there's like in the police station, uh, they're doing a, a, there's a woman going, no, he looked like this. Change it like this. And they reveal it's a potato head. Yeah. And then that's another thing that it's, yes. a, it's an in the background sight gag yeah. where a criminal's being dragged in like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And it's a potato head. Yeah. It's a man with a potato head. It's so good. <laughs> that kind of stuff is brilliant. Oh, God, I love it. And I love the police chief. Yeah. He's the police chief in Last Action Hero. This 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 movie. So he's spoofing himself. Yeah. Yeah. Because in Last Action Hero, he they go even further where he's yelling so much that you can't understand. He's just like, hey, we're different. And it starts, it literally is gibberish. Yeah, and that's yeah. the joke. Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute. Did he do a bunch of, the- I got to look up this guy's IMDb and <laughs> see if he just. He's so good at screaming gibberish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we get Charlie Sheen as the valet, as the first valet. Uh-huh. Um, which is funny because Hot Shots had come out uh, right before this, uh, which we find out later when John Lovitz mentions it, which is probably one of your least favorite jokes, but yep. whatever. Um, I love this exchange. So just know before we play clip number three that this is a misunderstanding between Samuel L. Jackson and Emilio Estevez, where Emilio Estevez's uh, departed or missing partner was his dog. But Samuel L. Jackson thinks it's a female woman, yeah. a human being, yeah. not a dog. So what happened to your partner? The hell of it is, I don't know. Came home one night and she was gone. You two were living together? Hell, she used to sleep with my feet and lick my toes. You know, sometimes she'd forget about me and just lick herself for hours. Huh. Personally, I don't think it's such a good idea to get that involved with your partner. Hey, pal. You try not getting involved with a partner who saves your life one minute and then nuzzles your crotch the next. <laughs> well, Billy and I didn't have that kind of relationship. She left the force about five years ago, and we didn't see each other much after that. But when we did get together, she was always excited to see me. When Claire was excited to see me, she'd pee on my leg. She'd pee on my leg. happened to her? <clears throat> Maybe she just took off. I hadn't been paying enough attention to her. I realized how neglected she felt the night she shit in my shoes. <laughs> yeah. 
I also realized I never record sound clips anymore from my laptop in the kitchen because they sound <laughs> awful. In my defense, I didn't have a choice. My daughter was watching episodes of Lego Star Wars on Disney Plus, and I was in the kitchen trying to record these before driving over here. Sure. So you get you do what you can. That's and that's all you can do. But that sounded awful. It's hey, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> I I, I, would I knew something was wrong the night she shit in my shoes. <laughs> So again, just uh, not my favorite exchange. Oh, I think it's so funny, to be honest. I don't care. But then the next thing is hysterical, where they're like, I think we're being followed. Yes. And there's two dudes sitting with machine guns and ski masks in, their, in the backseat of their car. Right. And they go, we're going to lose them. And they do this like elaborate move, and the guys are gone. Well, even before that, he's like, play it cool. <laughs> and they have a really, like, obviously... It's so funny. Obviously oblivious conversation. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, so the second half of that scene I prefer to the first half, uh, I would say. I love it all, and mm. I prefer it all. <laughs> um, then Dennis Leary and William Shatner. Shatner bobs for piranhas, which that's kind of a joke. I'm like, meh, 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 right. where he like shoves his head and, and pulls out a piranha. That's the stuff that I'm like, that's just dumb. Yes. Like That's not yes. clever. Um, but uh, <clears throat> then they go to, they're going to the first witness where they're going to find John Lovitz. And mm. the first thing is a shootout. A hostage situation, and they go up and they, and they say, uh, "What are you, a comedian or a cop?" And uh, Phil Hartman is that cop, and he goes and starts telling stand-up jokes in the middle of a hostage situation. Yeah. I love that. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was. Fun. I thought it was funny. And then um, they and go to another shootout. They have so that was that was two separate, right? Because this is yeah. you're talking about the one that's outside yes. when they're shooting up, and then there's the one with the chips guys, right, right, right. But the one that's outside, you have he Samuel L. Jackson's like, all right, I'm going to try and stop this domestic disturbance from going on. So he's like, uh, I need you guys to put your hands up, and they just unload on all the cops. And he had told the cops, don't fire until I tell you. And they're just getting unloaded on, and this one young cop stands up and takes one shot. And Samuel L. Jackson's yeah. like, hey, what'd I tell you? <laughs> Give me your gun. I love that so much. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So the one you're talking yeah. about is like, I think right above the police station or like the, I, I don't know. They're like talking to a witness and they hear a commotion. So they like And then they go upstairs up. and then it's Chips. It's mm-hmm. the two police officers from Chips. Yep. And they're like, no, 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 man. You got to go to room, whatever. And then they go find John Lovitz where... This exchange, these are two things that Jesse's going to hate, but I found hilarious. Yes. Clip number four. So what do you know about a piece of microfilm? It's, a, it's small and brittle, and it's used in a lot of Bond films. <laughs> it is used in a lot of Bond films. <laughs> I mean, films. he's not wrong about any of that. He's not wrong. Yeah. Now, now let's just get it over. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's do it. Hey, at least this movie didn't have any puking on camera. Thank God. Right? Yes. That would have been like a nope. I'm actually very surprised. Uh, let's play clip number five. Give me a name. What are your parents supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> hilarious sure yeah but maybe okay so wait is it is it the fact that that joke isn't funny to you or is it that they did like eight in a row that's what i was gonna say <clears throat> this particular scene literally every, every single, single line was that and i was like oh my lord yeah. like let's get somewhere what are we doing here okay um so you're saying if if it was like if they gave it a break if they had just sprinkled them in uh it was like they were trying to do a who's on first but on like cocaine you know, like that routine, but like every single thing is a misunderstanding, but not building off of the first one. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, it's, it just like makes you, uh, I, it, 
Okay. So you're relying on the fact um, that John Lovitz is the dumbest human being alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like that, that just breaks all reality of anything that's going on that like no human being would would make this mistake and i don't even know what you're spoofing here to be honest because like yeah i could see that yeah cuz so you're saying if it, if it if it adhered to some sort of rule of spoofing an action film then it would have been fine if you're like but because doing it you're, to make a point but because they're just making him dumb repeatedly to be funny and beating it over the head that's where it gets old for you i i think what they're spoofing is the fact that like the questions that are asked in interrogations yeah. are generally pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, but I, like that particular execution just didn't work uh, for see, me. And I thought it was all hilarious, yeah. but um, whatever. Agree to disagree. We'll my friend, to, we yeah. will have to. Um, then there was, <laughs> there's a moment. One. Is it John Lovitz that's in the bag? And they're, and they're, yeah, where they're like, yeah. Hey, am I going to be all right? And they're going to, they're like, you're going to be on your feet in no time. And then they zip up a body bag and chuck him in a, yeah. <laughs> in the corner van. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, and it set the tone for the rest of it. Cause he was like clearly shot many times from behind. <laughs> just, they're like, we'll protect you. And then bullets come flying through the window and he yeah. goes down. And then the next, they like cut to him being like, am I going to be okay? They're like, yeah. And then they just <laughs> <move on. laughs> yeah. in, instead of clip number six, uh, can we cue up that that other video I had, Ryan? Oh uh, yeah, here we go. This is so. This is actually uh, my favorite scene in the movie. Okay, this scene is my favorite joke in the entire. So, are movie. you telling me that you took evidence from the scene of a criminal investigation? Look, you want to crack this case or not? Not by making up the rules as I go. Sometimes, pal, those are the only rules that work. <laughs> So their car just exploded. Taxi! And then the taxi explodes. Guess we're making somebody nervous. Tell you what, it's going to take a lot more than a couple of car bombs to get us off this case. Not a hell of a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing we did talk over was he goes, man, I guess it's good we, we, uh, we, we picked valet or something like that. Yes. And I thought that was such a funny line. Like yeah. <laughs> that guy's dead, but at least it dead. wasn't us. Yeah. And then they it's did, gonna, they did a, a very oh. funny job calling this back when they commandeer two, <laughs> two, two kids, bikes, the bicycles of the two children. Bikes explode. And they fly off. <laughs> yeah. Not a hell of a lot more. <laughs> See, it's, but it's the delivery on that where everything they do is very dry. It's not like, it's not too big, you know? It's, yeah. That's why it's so funny. And But again, like, to me, these are the jokes that yeah. work that's when why. we just see it happen. Yeah. And they're they're reacting to it. But it's clearly, like, I know what we're spoofing here. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's executed really well. And then, <laughs> so and then just, like, the follow-up of the taxi and then the follow-up of the bikes is perfect. And then we get um, <clears throat> Kathy Ireland introduced where she's nerdy at first and then lets her hair down, and it's Kathy Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then they do the basic instinct spoof where, at first it was kind of funny, I was like, because they were, I, but it, it went on way too long, where they're interrogating her, and in, every time she crosses her legs, she spins around in her swivel chair, and all the guys, in each cut, they have less clothes on because they're sweating so much to try and get a peek. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, all right, we're really beating this over the head. But then, <laughs> when they showed, when they said gratuitous beaver shot and had a beaver puppet there... I'm slightly ashamed to admit that I laughed my ass off. And I I felt bad. Yeah. But I think I laughed because it was just finally a relief that the scene was over. Yes. And it was the dumbest thing I could have imagined. It was pretty dumb. Uh, (laughs) 
So I was like, it, it may have been just like a cathartic, thank God that stupid joke is over, but also like, I don't know. I, you know, so it, they went there and I kind of appreciated how dumb that was. Yeah. The welcome part for me was in the very beginning when we're introduced to Whoopi Goldberg, I think they give us the like, uh, like title card of like Los Angeles night yeah. house 67 degrees yeah. and and warm or whatever yeah. and then they say house they do that i thought like times. that was very funny and then we get that again with the gratuitous beaver yeah. shot um so i i wish they would have done that more uh yeah that was fu- yeah the labeling because that always worked yeah yeah um, so the gratuitous beaver shot worked for you or didn't it was uh fine it was fine okay yeah yeah I'll fine. take that. I'll take that. Fine's okay. Yeah, it was fine. It was better than the John Lovett scene, for <laughs> sure. So then, um, it doesn't matter. Emilio Estevez is uh, put uh, gunpoint by Tim Curry's character. This is towards the end of the shootout and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it, the plot doesn't matter. Let's just so it's, wait, it's, so it's they, they have like an argument. Yeah. Him and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Where Samuel L. Jackson always plays by the rules, and we get the like the the memory of him being a crossing guard and a woman dying because he didn't play yeah. by the rules. Yeah, and then Emilio Estevez being the like uh, impulsive shoot shoot from the hip guy, mm-hmm. and then we find out that no, his dog was actually that. Yeah, um, yeah. in their relationship, but he's taken that mantle, and so they like split, and they're like, all right, well, we we're incompatible. Yep. And, and then, then he goes to the, and Emilio Estevez goes to the cookie factory yes. to investigate on its own. Mm-hmm. And this is when Tim Curry finds him and puts a gun to his head. Who the hell are you? I am your worst nightmare. No, waking up without my penis is my worst nightmare. <laughs> it's the specificity. My worst nightmare. It's the specificity of that that's so funny to me. Waking sure. up without my penis is my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare. Without my penis is my worst nightmare. <laughs> the delivery of that is really good. But that, but that clip shows you exactly what I'm talking about, where Tim Curry's line is way too broad. Yeah. And then the joke line is deadpan. Yeah. But Tim Curry's like, I'm your worst nightmare. It's too much. He's hitting the gas too much, and he's yeah. too damn talented to do that. Yeah, you know, and that's too damn where, talented, and if I may, too damn hateable. Too damn hateable. I can't do it. I love that it's not <laughs> it. I love that it wasn't Pennywise. Nope. But it's Home Alone too. Correct. That's fantastic. Uh, so then there's uh, <laughs> he jumps. Um, he goes to jump off the bridge. We we were skipping around a little, but sure. Emilio Estevez jumps off the bridge and lands in the pavement, which. Yeah. I thought it would have been funny enough if he was just in the pavement, but then they had to go a step further and make it an imprint of him, which was just kind of dumb. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, let's fast forward because we only have a, like a couple minutes what, left. I'm going to jump in. Just one of my favorite yeah. sight gags in the whole thing was when Tim Curry falls down and there's an an outline that he missed. And so he just like <laughs> crawls over and fits the in, the, chalk outline. in the outline. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So now we have Kathy Ireland and uh, Emilio Estevez Colt. We have their uh, the lead up to what we think is their lovemaking scene, but ends up being a 60 second cigarette break. Yeah. Let's play clip number eight. What's with all the candles? Couldn't find the light switch. And that's funny to me because we've talked about this. Yeah. How many freaking candles yeah. do they have in I think it was Face Off that had like a billion candles. There's like always in these action movies where there's like the sex scene in a in a nineties, eighties and nineties action film, they have like four hundred candles. Yeah. And it's like all it takes is one foot in the throes of passion to knock that over and you're 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 toast. It's also like really hot. Yeah. Like that's fire. <clears throat> yeah. That you're just like putting Dangerous, all over yeah. uncomfortable. Uh-huh. 
and irresponsible. Sure. So there. And expensive. Ryan, do we have any more time or is 40 seconds it? You know what? We can add another minute. Oh, good. Thank you for taking 10 seconds of our other minute to do that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm totally kidding. So uh, then he, he gets up. And this is another sight gag with a joke that I think is funny because this constantly happened in action movies where the main uh, hero would walk and his butt would be illuminated yeah. and just ripped. And so clip number nine. Where are you going? Nowhere. I'm just taking one of those unmotivated butt in the moonbeam walks. Because <laughs> that's in every action movie ever yeah. in the eighties and nineties. You're just like, just like. Uh, 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 an ass in the moonbeam. Yeah. That's it, for no reason. It's the sexiest way to see an ass. You know, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> um, Bruce Willis cameo happens. Uh, this is the last sound clip we have, then we'll, we'll sum up a few more of the sight gags that, that we, we enjoyed. Uh, this was the Hot Shots call-out. Hey, Cole, you see Hot Shots? Not that I'm drawing any parallels here, but uh, don't you think it's kind of coincidence, you know, it's kind of weird that, like, you know, you're doing this... And then the hot shots. All right, that's it. This one's got your name written all over. No, no, no. And then he throws the bomb into the bay, and a bunch of scuba divers. I thought that was hilarious. A bunch of scuba divers pop up, like like when you're blasting for fish or whatever it's yeah. called. Oh, that's scuba so divers popped up, and they're like very clearly still moving and alive. They're supposed to be dead, but it's the so, actors are just like it's so funny having to move. It's funny. And then there's like. Uh, the chalk outline we already said. Um, the, the bad guys taking a number to fight Colt. I yeah. thought was hysterical. Yeah, I thought that was very good. In the end, because that always in action movies, you're like, why doesn't everybody just gang up at the same time? Is it an ego thing? Uh, and when she's Kathy Ireland's dying and she's bleeding, and he's like, and she's like, kiss me, and he's like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I always th- I thought that was hysterical yeah. too because that happens constantly in action where it's like, and they're like, I love you, and it's like, that's kind of right, disgusting, right. And then it ends with a Wayne's World spoof, which admittedly it kind of ended on a fart, but whatever. Yeah, the movie was a gas, <laughs> even if it ended that's on a fart. Well done, right? You well like done. that? Out of you. That's all we got for today. Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at the Prom Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, my wife and I promise we're eventually going to write, put some reviews up. We have a, a new Twitter handle at Real Parent Reviews, R E E L Parent Reviews. And uh, keep some suggestions coming. We'll be back weekly now for for the foreseeable future so let us know leave a comment on youtube uh like us follow us at guilty movie guys all that good stuff what do you guys think of pixels let us know until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.